0: Welcome back to Radio Brews News, the podcast of putting class in your glass. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, executive producer, and all-around good guy, Pete Mitchum. Pete, welcome back. G'day, Matt.
1: G'day, listeners. Uh, uh, Just reaching now for my, um, just underneath my uh, newly released Beer Lover's Guide uh, to Australia, the Complete Beer Service and Sommelier's Manual, and just underneath that is uh, my... uh, um, weighty tone on copyright law. Did we just infringe with the with the intro? Hasn't yeah, somebody already kind of...
0: that That is craft, yes, the crafty it, pint. That, that
1: is the crafty now, I know, pint. I know in yes. some circles um, uh, we, more specifically you, are referred to as the cranky pint, um, but I don't think we can kind of share the same tagline, can we? What, what's the reason for... No. We should explain, shouldn't we?
0: Well, We should explain that we're speaking to James today, Um, James, but probably not in his crafty pint hat as much. uh, More in his uh, impresario of uh, good beer week.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It it is. So so we're having a bit of a chat. It's pretty hard to divorce the two, I think, because um, he does so much with the crafty pint and the crafty pint. I guess you know so responsible for driving good beer week. It'll be good to have a chat with him.
0: It will be, and he's uh, he's got a friend along, so we can do that now. Before we get into the grubby commercialism that we've uh, soiled our hands with and uh, talk about Monday to Sunday and then get into the interview, I believe you uh, believe that you're entitled to gloat a little bit at the moment. Uh,
1: well, I, I think it's it's just the the, the sides of my mouth are curling into just a bit of a smug grin. That's all. I'm, not, I'm, the not, saying that, I'm, I'm not saying that the, the bet has been, uh, you know, run and won uh, and that you own me a- a case of I think it was is it Burley Brewing I think we decided on wasn't it? Um, if I win and I'll give you something nice and uh, Victorian local if if for some reason. Just
0: for the listeners that are scratching their head, uh, <laughs> we, we should explain that w- th- this goes back to when we were talking about VB and uh, you were quite confident that they were going to reverse the slide and accelerate upwards. And uh, I think I said that yes, there'll be a, an initial blip uh, sales blip, but the uh, you know w- w- we're not going to see any spect- anything spectacular.
1: Yeah, no, I just I got my uh, uh, online copy of um, uh, Drinks Weekly, and the front page was, you know, VB. Uh, re- it did say retains its number one spot for 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 value for value at side of the mouth. Yeah, I know, I know, and I know, I know you can you can do anything with figures and whatever, and it's like so VB technique. Yeah, look, it seems to have um, all those all those. Uh, loyal drinkers that weren't gonna taste any difference apparently have tasted the difference and not only did they not complain last time when it um uh, the recipe changed, but now they're writing and ringing and sending emails in to say, Are you <laughs> Mervis for PM? Um this is ACE. Um gee, I wish I'd said something oh. earlier. I don't look it, good good luck to I think it's um it's put a bit of energy I think back into the into the mainstream beer scene, certainly which I guess, you know, we hear it craft beer land of being hogging for a little while well, you know the, the field
0: sure. stuff and, and that sort of thing it, it, it was just fun I think to see that you know Oh well I mean, yeah, but I mean they, talk about playing with figures you know um, it, and everyone should go read the drink it's a it's a very short piece in which Ari is apparently being you know voted into uh, PM but uh, it's, it's a little bit more spin they're saying that it's never lost its number one um, you know value Frank but you're fair. talking about yeah. a yeah, but but you're talking about a full strength beer that is taxed differently to a uh, mid strength beer. So you know, like it, it's a difference of a couple of dollars a carton. So you know, it, it's you, you need to sell less of it to make the value. Is my understanding of that of that stat? And you know, it's still the the gap, um, according to the latest Nielsen figures, the gap between VB and Forex Gold, which was admittedly. Uh, a snapshot from before the, uh, the the relaunch, but that the um, the sales gap between them had actually increased. Um, so I, you know, I, I think that they're putting a very brave face on that in a in a very marketing spin way. But th- this week, I was a uh, judge at the Queensland Royal Beer Show or the Food and Wine Show Beer Show, and um, VB picked up a, a gold medal for the Australian Lager class. And I was I was on the group that was judging it, but I did get to. Blind taste it, not knowing what it was, um, and was, it, it was was it four point six or w- four point
1: nine.
0: Could you tell? Well, it would have been. It was a four point nine. Okay. Um, yeah. No, but look, it, it within the, um, the the Australian lager class, and I'll I'll post the uh, in in the show notes because you, you always get people saying, you know, how can how can a beer like that be the grand champion of show? Or you know, mm. when, I think Pure Blonde won the trophy. Or. Um, but it because you're looking solely at the class, um, and you know the Australian Lager class is Lager with the flavour turned down. You know when you look, everything's low to you know, low to middle or you know, low to medium hop aroma, low to medium malt character, and all of those sorts of things. But it was a very clean, very well made beer, and uh, you know it, it's really good to see. Firstly, that they had the um, it was very good to see that they had the confidence in the brand to enter it because big breweries are on a hiding to nothing with their major brands they spend so much time investing it in it and saying how good it is that you expect it to win gold. And if it doesn't, you know, <laughs> everyone goes, see, it's a crap beer. So, you know, it, it showed a lot of confidence in them to put it in. Um, and it, it's great to see the beer talking. Um, yeah, you know, sure. the, the beer talking for itself rather than the market is talking about it. Yeah. So, um, which is what that drink's oh, told. Anyway, okay, yeah, on. no, we're not, not going to go on. <laughs> yep, no, fair enough. Now, uh, Monday to Sunday Brewhouse, our sponsors, our kind sponsors uh, who are helping us, giving us a little bit of financial incentive to do this each week um, or every 10 days, more like. Um, Monday to Sunday Brewhouse, um, and yes, Monday to Sunday Brewhouse, if you're interested in homebrew, if you want to improve your homebrew or even just get started on it, Monday to Sunday Brewhouse are the people to speak to. Um, they started with a vision and that is to create better beer from home. Uh, Monday to Sunday has built a small scale and nano system for homebrewers to make some serious quality beers. Their first course is now taking bookings uh, for the 8th of December, 2012, and these courses are only five uh, brewers per person, so get in quick and they will fill fast. Um, The main aim of Monday to Sunday is that by utilising good teachers, industry professionals and master brewers, you can get a really good understanding of the mechanics of making quality beer and do it yourself at home. So we thank Monday to Sunday Brewing for their support of Radio Brews News, making what This crazy stuff that Pete and I do possible. So get in touch with them. It's Monday to Sunday. That's Monday to numeral. That's numeral two, sunday.com.au. Links in the show notes, email contact and phone number in the show notes. But otherwise, just Google Monday to Sunday Brewhouse.
1: That's
0: it. Yeah. Now now that we've uh, soiled our hands, let's get on and uh, talk to Crafty Pint and Miro. And yes, we're joined again by uh, James Smith, better known as the Crafty Pint, but don't call him that apparently, and also uh, Miro Bellini, um, who is possibly not as well known as uh, as James, but he's a bit of a beer legend in Melbourne and certainly describes himself as a beer tragic. James and Miro, welcome to Radio Brews News. Thanks for having us. Cheers, fellas. And uh, I, I do have to say, uh, listeners, if these answers sound a little bit pat um we've just been through a uh the, the first part of the interview without me recording it so um fortunately uh we the, the guys have agreed to do it again but it might sound like they've said this all before because they probably have so um anyway uh, james mate, do you want to tell us again um what's been happening on the crafty pint how are things going
2: uh yeah crafty pint is keeping me busy as ever um especially out of month overseas and the uk so since coming back from that it's been sort of full on getting back up to speed You've got a uh, heap more listings coming on before the end of the year and i guess there's just more and more stuff going on more events more more beers to be writing about more stuff going on um got a small team sort of coming together around the country to help out but um i guess as you know from brewer's news as the as the world gets busier busier in the beer world um, it certainly keeps you uh, keeps you on your toes
0: and miro do you want to tell us a little bit about uh your connection with beer and certainly uh, give your various employers a good plug?
2: Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, actually. Uh, my connection with beer is such a loaded question, that one. Or well, not loaded, but it's, um, I, I, I can't help but think profoundly about that answer. And what is my connection with beer? Um, I, <laughs> the beer industry, on the other hand, is a lot simpler to ask. Uh I said to answer, sorry. Um I I, I work uh, with a wonderful little company called Palais Imports and we bring in New World beers uh from Japan, uh the States and, and from Canada. And um a little company that's been around eight years now and um and you you may have heard of uh Hituchino Nest or a Brooklyn brewery. I think they're probably some of our more well known uh beers and, and quite widely celebrated. Um so I work Monday to Friday um representing those beers uh, on on a Wednesday night, you'll find me at the Mountain Goat Brewery. I run brewery tours down there. Um, um, it's just a part of the last eight years I've been running tastings and a big part of me learning about, about beer and sort of developing my understanding of beer is, is, um, is well, the, the goat has allowed me to represent them at their, on their brewery tours. And so I train staff about beer history, beer styles, uh, beer service, and talk about flavours, help people connect with beer in a really sort of real way. Um, and that's on a Wednesday night and Sunday afternoons. I work at Beer Deluxe, my old home, my old nest, um, um, where I used to be the beer familiar for a few years. But um, nowadays, I just uh, train train the new staff about beer styles and service, and um, and it keeps me in touch with about the 200 beers I've got on in the list there. And um, and I train staff at the other Beer Deluxees. The second one's opened, and third and fourth are probably about six months away. So it's a as you can see across all of those areas. It's, Beer seems to be booming and I can't sort of, can't keep myself um, in, uh, well, yeah, I'm just completely submerged in beer.
0: Excellent. There should be more of it. Now, you guys are both on the organising committee for Good Beer Week, which I don't think it's too big a stretch to describe uh, Good Beer Week as Australia's um, premier uh, beer event. uh, It's only in its third uh, incarnation coming up in 2013, but I think it's already established itself on the national calendar.
2: Very kind of you to say so. Yes, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think so. Yeah,
0: I mean, it does help that you've got the uh, Australian International Beer Awards um, in, in that week. But, you know, <laughs> you guys have certainly kicked a few goals yourselves. So uh, tell us about
2: 2013. Well, 2013's, um we'll just talk about this the other day. Um, the, the first two years, I think, have done nothing but surprise people. Um, you know, especially the time frame that the first year was set up in. And then the fact that the second year is... I don't know. I was scared that it almost gave us a year to muck things up, um, but but that was the complete opposite. The the, the festival doubled in size and and um, and influence and and you know successes in different ways, and um, it's kind of mind boggling. And um, then the third year, I suppose, it's not going to be anything like the first two. It's almost a new festival, and again, in 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 our um, focus and direction, um, a big part of what we do is trying to. Trying to help develop the beer industry, um, and and uh, a lot of that will come across in if you have a look at our registrations and, and the website for 2013, you'll notice that we're really trying to focus on the quality of events, um, and rather than you know doubling in size again, which would almost be pointless really if if we didn't if it, we didn't lift the overall game. So we're you know pursuing all sorts of different venues and and um, really rewarding creativity and really looking to make a festival that's um, that's well supported but also really um, represents the true creativity and integrity that's going on in beer in Australia. So it's a, it's a different year again, um, and it's going to be pretty exciting, I think. Uh, James, what, what, how do you feel about it? Um, well, I guess with good beer week, like I say, the fir- first year sort of happened almost, um, well, there was so little time to put it together, it just happened as it did and certainly took everybody ba- back, but I think- what lies at the heart of the the Good Beer Week team or organising committee, however we refer to ourselves, I'm not too sure, is that we're sort of a, a striving to deliver a festival that is, I guess, as good as it can be. Um, it's not a case of sort of thinking, well, let's just get some events together. It's, well, what would the best way to be to run a, run a festival? Um, and I think that makes it bloody hard work for us, but it also means that, you know, the... the the way we present ourselves through the the programs last year or what we're looking for and the sort of venues we're approaching um, is is that we are trying to create something that is the best beer festival, the best beer week it possibly can be. Um, And and that means that even if last year went well, we're not going to rest on the laurels. It's all about developing it. So we're getting a new website developed. We'll have a better program, and we're looking to expand into new areas. Um, And I think part of that is being in Melbourne as well. There's such a busy... um, Calendar and there's so many other sort of world class festivals that if you want to actually be noticed and you want to actually be successful, then you've got to be, you know, got to be the best, I suppose, and that's what we're striving for. And hopefully, we'll step things up again in in for next year, and people will notice that, and you know, we can sort of hopefully show people how things can be done and and sort of help drive uh, good you know good beer or craft beer forward in Australia.
0: I should point out as well that I mean you guys aren't running this. Uh, a lot of festivals uh, are springing up that are being run as for-profit ventures. Um, you guys are running this as a not-for-profit venture that's really about celebrating beer.
2: We, we are the masters of no profit. <laughs> no one does it better. We, um, I've told a few people how much or how little, I should say, the festival's been run on in the first couple of years. And people who've had experience in running other events and people are genuinely gobsmacked at what we've delivered for for so little um, so little money. I mean, we we certainly make every cent go a long way. And I think we have proven that we, we get things done. We don't just talk the talk. We actually get things done. Um, but, yeah, that was a, a conscious decision from the start. I mean, the first year, it was just the festival just happened. As soon as it happened, we sort of sat down afterwards and said, how do we want to do this? And we decided that we wanted to be a not-for-profit association. So that was all set up. Um, and and that's how we run it. So you know, there's a small team, a small committee, I guess that sort of, um, I guess guides decisions, and then we've got a few people helping out. And hopefully, the team will be expanding over time. But yeah, we, we've we we just felt that that was the way to do it. I mean, hopefully, at some point, there is some money to put back into the festival, maybe some money to pay us for the huge amount of effort that's been gone into it. But certainly, you know, we see it as being a you know, community affair. I guess you know, it's about celebrating the whole wider world of, of beer rather than I think if it was something where we were trying to maximize profits, we maybe wouldn't invest so much in a new website or in the programs or in marketing. You may think we could save money there and that's not what we're about. You know, we'll invest everything we can to make, make it the best festival we can and if there's, you know, if there's improvements that can be made and we can afford them, then, then that's what we'll do.
1: And boys, I think a highlight of uh, Beer Week, Mark One and Mark 2, um particularly last year, was the fact that it's not confined to, and Melbourne is, is blessed where we have an abundance of, uh, I guess, good beer venues, um, but it's not just confined to that. We, uh, my it, my impression is that Good Beer Week has a, a broader reach. I guess, like we last year particularly seemed to include a lot more events that were that had beer as an element, but in uh, not necessarily uh, you know generic or or accepted beer venue or format and, you know, fine dining and other bits and pieces, that, that must be really pleasing.
2: Yeah, and I think that's that's integral to the growth um, and ascendancy of beer in Australia. I think that if, if it just stayed at the beer venues, um, then we wouldn't actually see um, all that it can be. Um, and this is why I'm excited that people like um, the Press Club, 1806 and Black Pearl are involved, you know, um, that, that, that there's only so much a beer venue can bring to the beer industry. I know that sounds um, that sounds kind of funny. I mean, they're going to move a lot of leaders, they're going to have very educated staff in specifically beer. But when you've got um, uh, the Black Pearl hosting a competition across some of Melbourne's best cocktail bars um, and, and playing with beer in a new environment with completely different set of perspectives, you're going to see something that the beer venues aren't going to be able to create. Um, you know, the, I think. Um, um, I think beer venues are a great, um, great way of bringing people into the world of beer and showcasing beer. I know as, as as working as a beer sommelier at Beer Deluxe for two years, the amount of local venues that had different focuses, whether they be um, you know uh, wine uh, wine bars, cocktail bars, would, would they those sorts of the staff were very specialised in different areas. Will end up going to another specialist to learn about that product. Um, and that's great for, for developing or lifting the profile of a product. But at the end of the day, craft beer can't survive just in craft beer venues. Um, that the, the, um, the more venues it gets into, well, then that's how it's, it's going to move the leaders to keep the breweries upright and, 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 and connecting, like diversifying the supply chain, I suppose, is a big part of growing um, the craft beer industry. And that's a big part of what Good Beer Week does. I think all these different venues are going to have their own, um, I guess, loyal following or audience as well, who may or may not be aware of what's going on in the beer world. Mm. Um, so, you know, if they can encourage people to come along, um, there was a dinner, um, the Bishop versus the Pope at Pope John and Bishop Ossia last year, beer versus wine. I think of the 50-odd people that were there, about six were sort of confirmed uh beer drinkers, and that included me, the beer host, and two brewers um and so everyone else sort of came along because they knew the venue and they thought it sounded different and they were they would normally drink wine and but people loved it and they there was a couple that weren't too fussed by beer by the night but it opened everyone else's eyes and and that's that's the kind of you know the, the thing we're looking for and and as Mira says you know for, for beer to Take hold, it can't just be within you know almost the craft beer ghetto, it's got to get out and you know and, and appeal to different people in different places, and, and that's what we've been able to do, um, particularly last year with Good Beer Week. And we hope to see more of this year. So, whether it's it means it's restaurants or cafes or um, you know um, cocktail bars, or whether it's the fact that the Fox Hotel ran a scavenger hunt with PBS Radio where they just encourage people to. Um, go and complete tasks around inner North Melbourne on a Thursday night when it was 10 degrees and then had a party with PBS DJs at the end and had 200 people there on a, on a Thursday night. It's just something I mean, that's different. It's not just, I mean, beer dinners done well are always going to be at the heart of Good Beer Week and, and that kind of thing. But people that do something different and, and I guess, catch people's eye, that's that's what it's all about. And I guess Good Beer Week's a place where you can potentially experiment with ideas and, and get away with it.
0: How much do things like Good Beer Week um, rely on the extreme? Um, I, I, James, you were up uh, for Brisbane Good Beer Week in July, and uh, I mean, I, I always end up being a bit of the contrarian, but uh, having seen how the, the arms race that was involved in people trying to outdo each other with the most extreme beer event, I um, went the other way and had a festival dedicated to the sorts of beers I wanted to see on in, in hotels every day. Um, but with something like Good Beer Week, can you have too much
2: of the extreme? Um, and I know. I guess there's there's an element of of some extreme beers there and extreme events. But I think by sort of we, we try to sort of hammer home the message that we want to bring in new punters as well and sort of encourage people to do you know events with beer novices right through to home brewers or whatever. Hopefully that's covered. Um, but, and also, I guess a lot of the places that are, I guess are going to be coming in and doing coming in and doing maybe their first beer event or trying something new, they're not going to go straight to the extremes. You know, they're more likely to do something with, you know, the, the range of beers that the likes of you and I might have sort of or might have graduated on from. But the, the sort of more entry level beers, there's, there's always going to be that there. I think as long as we keep bringing new venues on, I think if it was the same venues sort of competing to, um, you know, capture the same small audience, then maybe that would be. It would be a, you know, a bit of a case of, you know, everything on the table. But um, I, don't, I don't think that's the case as, as long as the, as the festival is broad. I think, um, I think that's a really, really important question, that one. I think um, that e- extreme beer and extreme venues, or oh, extreme events, sorry, is a really tricky one to tackle. On one hand, um, unless your name's De Molin, no one's going to keep their brewery upright with an imperial stout. Um, and and that so that should should the festival celebrate the extremes of beer that we're not going to see the rest of the year or that we don't want to have every day or should the should the venue celebrate sorry the event celebrate you know what's beautiful about everyday beer and everyday styles like you know that, that are culturally significant so I think it's it's hard to direct one way or another and I think that's a beautiful way that that, that the Good beer week registrations are set up. It's it's up to your creativity and 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 how you think your an event will run properly in your venue, and then we'll support your faith in your venue. Um, so if you want to make an extreme event about normal beers, if you want to make a normal event about you know about what goes on every day, or if you want to do something completely off the wall, and and um, there was something on Twitter floating around today about. Lining up a, a zombie beer event, you know, like that's that's about as extreme as it's going to get, you know. And 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 you know, it'd be it'd be great to see that sort of thing happening. But if we're going to also have uh, have an event that's you know celebrating the people of Pilsen and 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 the wonderful world of the original you know the original Pilsner and and how amazing it can be with smoked trout, well then that's that's you know that's another really simple but beautiful way to go. So. The extremes—it's hard—it's hard to have an opinion on it because there's so many different topics to go down, and, and what's you know, and, and, and so many different outcomes that could happen. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a very hard one to answer. I guess that's
0: the uh, the flip side um, to to the whole extreme beer thing is that um, I, I describe you know, beer or any business as having a gravity, and if um, you don't have constant updrafts or constant uh, you know things taking things up. Um, they, they they fall down to the lowest point, and you know we've just come out of you know a period over the last ten years where beer was one thing, and it was you know competition with price and the the, the sort of nonsense marketing aspects rather than what's in the glass. And it's uh, events like Good Beer Week are very important for you know constantly renewing the excitement and the interest in something like beer, and that's where the extreme beers can come in. Um, it's just when there's too much reliance on the extreme and not you know not on just the essential value of beer
2: well i guess you could if it's extreme creativity in your events, I guess that that's probably that's what we're looking for as opposed to maybe just chasing the extreme beers you know mm. um and just to, to on the flip side of that, I know that one of the event venues that really they got involved for the first time this year, the tramway hotel um just a nice little sort of inner suburban um Place in, in North Fitzroy. They'd only been doing craft beer for a few months, I think, for before Good Beer Week. They were one of the pint of origin venues, and they sort of they they, they got behind it. They had, a they had the biggest week ever. They since then had even bigger weeks because people now know they're there. And if you go in, there's all craft beer on tap, but it's generally within a range. You know, it's all very approachable, um, well made, and very drinkable craft beer. The sort of stuff you go in there because they do good food as well. And you go in and have you know a, a few few pints, or whatever, or a few drinks with something to eat in a nice environment, and that's the kind of thing that's going to help craft beer or good beer um, really take hold. If people can go into a pub and you know, I guess not feel that they're they're sort of um, intimidated by what's on tap, and they can go in there and they can find a selection of beers they can drink from and they can enjoy it. And it's almost like beer is part of it, but it's almost in the background and it's not in your face. I mean that you. You're still going to want the tap house and beer deluxe and ale house projects and all these places that are uh, where you can go and find some you know ever changing taps and, and really exciting beers, um, but that's not necessarily where the vast majority of people are going to want to go all the time. You know, they're they're the sort of they're the ones at the the uh, the cutting edge potentially in terms of the, the newer beers. But you need more places like the tramway where anyone of any age, any group, you know, any background can go and sit down and just enjoy some nice, well made beers. I think.
1: There's um, there's also a lot to be said, James, for um, you know I guess seasoned veterans like ourselves um, using good beer week to I guess uncover you know, or discover a new a new venue, you know a, a secret beer uh, joy, and for me um, the you know, the tramway you just spoke about was was one of those. So uh, if you can if, if good beer week can can do that for you know, grizzled old veterans like ourselves, and I think uh, on, onwards and upwards. And listen, now the other thing too, um, Good Beer Week obviously is very blessed in that it just happens to coincide with another beer-related event um, in the Australian International Beer Awards. So Good Beer Week is lucky in terms of having access, I guess, to, you know, beer personalities. And beer personalities certainly seem to be, I guess, not, perhaps not quite a rockstar status yet, but within the beer community, there, there certainly is a lot of excitement about the the people behind the beer, rather than just the the labels or the history of the style or the or the you know, the the story of the brewery. Have we got um, who have we got coming out next year? Can we have we got any um, any confirmed overseas guests?
2: Uh, there's some semi confirmed, but nothing nothing hundred um, percent confirmed as yet. Um, and we haven't put too much of a push on that side of things yet, to be honest. I mean, we've been sort of really focusing on get, getting, uh, I guess, some new structures in place, which sounds rather boring, I guess. But we wanted to build a whole new website from last year, which was fine. We want something that's much more custom designed for the program so that when people come on, they have a fantastic experience next year. And all this kind of – there's been a lot of, I guess, background work going on to make sure that we're more streamlined, that we're even more sort of, I guess, professional than we were in the past. Um, so we're sort of getting to that point now. Now that submissions are coming in um, – People have till the end of this month, which is <laughs> so I can get to move on. Uh, but I guess once submissions are in and we've sort of got a handle on what's happening, that's when we'll we'll start. I guess following up on the interest we've had from from Europe and from the states and what have you, and perhaps follow up with some of the people we might be interested in, in bringing over. Um, but at the same time, I think we're really keen that there's a strong focus on Australia as well. I mean, this is where we must have one of the you know most exciting markets. Um, in the, in the world of craft beer, things are changing really fast and it would be a shame to sort of put too much focus, I guess, onto visiting international brewers when there's so much good stuff going on over here. Um, and we've got access to plenty of, you know, top brewers in, in Victoria, like you say, with the, um, the International Beer Awards and with um, plans for a uh, craft brewers conference in Melbourne that week as well. There should be a wealth of um, local brewers here from, from interstate. Um, and, you know, we're really keen to make sure that they get um, as much, um, I guess, sort of... Airtime as, as possible, um, so I know that's not the answer you wanted. You wanted me just to reel off um, a series of big names. No, look, you, but, um, but you know, you know, know, you, know you know us here well. When I'm up at Bruce oh. News,
1: James, we we are not after the the, you know, the the exclusive, the scoop, or anything like that. But if you could just give
2: us one name, just one. Um, well, I guess we're pretty sure that Brooklyn are going to come back. Yep. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> who, who they bring, we're not too sure, but we're, we're pretty sure Brooklyn are going to come back over this year and. Um, and you know there may be a, a, some European flavour as well, but um, it'd be remiss to sort of give names if, if, if nothing's confirmed. So fair enough. <laughs> That's rubbish. <laughs> so. I, I think um, yeah, there, there's, there's, there's there's some very strong ties made with certain breweries in the last uh, beer festival, um, and there's a there's a lot of people that left saying they were going to come back, um, and and who knows, um, you know, it's the end of a pretty happy party um there's a lot of a lot of wonderful things said and we, we're hoping that, that a lot of people are going to back that up and come back to melbourne um i know that um I've, I've heard a bit about new york craft beer week and that didn't actually apparently um have have the impact or um, explosiveness of melbourne craft beer week and there's been a bit of new, um buzz over there about that so hopefully yeah hopefully we're going to see um uh, some of the strong relationships that were built last year um, flourish further this year. I have been told but that the import- every, every single craft brewer in Italy yeah. has heard about it and wants to come over. But um, I don't know. <laughs> there may be a mass uh, mass influx we aliens. With
0: all a- of those waving, oh. gesticulating hands, you don't want the rooms too crowded then either.
2: <laughs> and yeah, maybe we'll more- save
1: on air conditioning. You won't need aircon on.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: How it, Joe? Now the important thing, as you've just said, is um, particularly for venues who uh, think you know had something on last year, really want to repeat the success, get into it again. They need to get their registrations in by, by the end of is it end of and November?
2: Thirty. We brought it forward this year. Um, we just some of the feedback from last year was that if if you have registrations open into December, then venues just get lost in the uh, the maelstrom that is the run up to Christmas and then and then summers around and and we found that especially from our point of view if registrations come in after that date it's it really backs you into a corner and the fact that there were only i think five minor typos in that in the uh, the program last year was a not even, it was a major miracle so we we just figured in response to feedback from venues and brewers we 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 opened them early this year we just put a uh, first uh, video out just to sort of build a bit of excitement this week uh, there'll be a second one that goes on the website which is I think a bit of a seven eight minute epic with interviews with each of the good beer week team members I guess explaining the history of the festival and and, and you know how people can get involved so that will be on the website um very soon I perhaps even by the time this this podcast goes out um and so you know we're, we're doing that to try and make things as easy as possible for people um so yeah we want every, everything in by the end of November and that gives us time then through December to sit down and, and look at what's working and what isn't it. There's been a heck of a lot of talk from a lot of people that seem to have uh, unofficial sort of uh, ambassadors going out to new venues and saying, you really want to get on board this this festival. So it may be that we end up with sort of too many submissions and we have to go through and, and have discussions with venues. So the sooner you get in, the better. Um, and if everything's in by the end of November, we'll be very, very happy people. Yep. And, and to do that, obviously, if you just jump on goodbeerweek.com, there's a simple step-by-step process. I think you register the details of your venue first um, and then once that's done you can just go through and, and enter um, one or more events uh, and enter you know, the basic details, all the actual description. events and that can still be altered um, up to a later date. Uh, but in terms of getting the ideas in, we're we're keen to get them as soon as possible um, and chances are if you're a venue that we think to like to be doing, you'll be getting um, you'll be hear, hearing from us personally as well um in the, in the coming weeks and by
1: event jane because you can also you don't need to do like a single one off special event you can have uh come in any time during good beer week and we'll have a you know a, a range of beers on tap or a you know some sort of um celebration of beer so yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily need to be yeah
2: that's right so you know. Could be doing you know, tastings, tours, uh, dinners, masterclass, whatever, but also there's options to do week-long showcases. Um, the Pint of Origin is going to be bigger this year, which for people who don't know, the Pint of Origin last year was something that um, I was trying to find a way of, I guess, stopping interstate people from grumbling that there was too much focus on Victorian beer. So we invited five uh, pubs around Melbourne to turn over their taps to each of the other states. Uh, this year, we'll have a Victorian venue as well, um, and we're going to sort of expand, the I guess, I guess the whole, uh, what we put into the Pint of Origin. There'll be a dedicated Pint of Origin section on the website and in the program, so that's a place where venues with enough taps will become a Queensland pub for the week or a New South Wales pub for the week or what have you. I think we've already booked in WA, SA, New South Wales, and possibly uh, Victoria, um, but there's still a couple of slots there. And, and aside from that, um, we've already had someone w- registering t- to wanting to be at a, a USA showcase for the week, another one doing New Zealand. Um, and if people sort of have an idea where they'd rather just have sort of attract steady footfall through the week or even you know major footfall through the week and have an idea for a week-long sort of showcase or or week-long thing at their event, then we're open to that as well. So we're just trying to, I guess... <clears throat> offer people as many options as possible both as venues and punters and there's a lot of people that take the whole week off there's a lot of people that travel in from interstate and overseas and you know they're looking for stuff to do during the day as well as in the evening so just trying to make it as easy for people to get involved I guess excellent
1: anything else prof no no that's that's covered everything get on get on board sounds exciting i can't
2: wait neither can we yeah pretty <laughs> exciting no, i think if I, I i'd like to leave a, like a last idea in people's heads is it's it's kind of this dream world I live in about beer, but it's um, you know I think we're talking about extreme events and 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 um, and extreme beers, and if you look at throughout history, I mean we wouldn't have any of the great styles um, like pilsner, saison, IPA, or porter if it wasn't shaped by the way people drank it and the communities that required those beers and and so much has happened uh, throughout history but and um by the way people serve and drink beer um as well as brewing um it's too easy sometimes just to focus on the brewing and and what's happening in Melbourne right now I mean um a few years ago I was lucky enough to go around and visit 30 breweries in the states I've had a look at uh Belgium and and um Ireland and and, and Germany just recently and and although the um and also New Zealand um amazing brewing scenes but um uh, but not, in none of these areas have I been able to walk into a bars or, or restaurants like there are in Melbourne now, where there are dedicated um, uh, beer managers um, and and that that, that can uh, run a table through different styles rather than beer brands. Um, and, and there's all this creativity going on in Melbourne right now that um, um, with menus and food matching and a big celebration of beer that I haven't been able to find uh, anywhere else. So so I. I, I live in this little um, fantasy world where I I truly believe that that in 6,000 years of history of beer um, and and 6,000 years of steps in in, in the right direction, um, the next step for the planet and for the history of beer is actually happening in Melbourne right now and a lot of creativity in the service of it. And so, you know, I I think um, if I could leave a lasting idea with anyone that they can actually make the next step in, in the history of beer happen just by getting involved in beer events... And getting involved in what's going on in Melbourne, so um, yeah, that's 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 how excited I am. We're an accelerator pad that, for That's the beer.
1: That's <laughs> big kev excited. That is. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a nice note. That's a nice note to wrap it up on, boys.
0: Well, James Emiro, thank you very much for joining us uh, at Radio Brews News. Um, all the best in the what six months? It's only six months away till uh, Good Beer Week 2013, and uh, hopefully we'll get you on once. We've got an idea of what the events are to help build a little bit of excitement about it.
2: Yeah, Radio Brews news so good they do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it,
0: it, it's taken you the whole thirty minutes to think of that as a James. <laughs>
2: well, I to it use as a sign
0: off. <laughs> <laughs> well, is
2: there Matt? Matt also based
1: on the um, the law of unintended consequences. This. Um, a recording will also serve a dual purpose because as of now once registration is closed and the and the boys and the rest of the team Kate and the rest of the guys who are the good beer week team get into it um, their significant others and families and partners and children or whatever can listen back to this um, and feel like they're in the room with them and actually spend some quality time with them because <laughs> let's face it they're not going to get much real actual time it's it's we are like we we we'll be their virtual uh, significant other
2: that's, yeah, I think if, if we work on a sort of couple of papier-mâché dolls to leave, um, you know, link in the armchair at <laughs> the and just have this interview playing on loop for the next six months, we'll be fine.
0: <laughs> Send your babies to sleep listening to it. <laughs> well, guys, thank you very much for joining us. All the best, and uh, we look forward to having a beer with you again uh, very, very soon. For sure. Cheers, Matt. mate. Right, cheers. cheers.
1: Take care, boys. Good to speak to you.
0: Well, there you go, Prof. Uh, James Miro, the two of the boys behind the, uh, well, I should say, two boys of the uh, multi-gender team or the uh, – that that was Miro and James. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what it, nice, nice way to back your way I think that. Was, I don't think anyone knows. That was sleepless that? <laughs> oh, but I'm, I'm nothing if not slick. That um, no, was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> I, I, so what's coming up? What have, what have we got? The I'm, I'm off tonight to the um, the Women of Beer launch. The, who, Go, beer go, <laughs> uh, which is the second incarnation
0: of um, fundraising. Speaking, beer. speaking of multigenders, proved by the women, the women of beer. But uh, mate, whatever, yeah. wh- whatever, you do, you know, don't, don't talk about women's only beer tastings or anything like that. You'll, you'll. Speaking of drawing emails,
1: okay. Well, speaking of women only beer events, uh, can I also a quick plug on uh, Monday the twenty seventh of November, but just after Newcastle Beer Week, um, for all the ladies out there who might might like to come along and learn a bit more about my beef. Uh, I'm hosting a Bailey's Angels event down here in Melbourne at the local tap house on the 27th. Uh, We're doing a bit of um, Girls Around the Grill. So we're going to do some uh, barbecue techniques, bust a few myths. Um, Are we going to prick a few sausages? No, we're not. Or are we? You'll have to come along and find out. Um, Yeah, we're going to bust some myths about the best way to barbecue and that sort of thing. It's not designed to you so that you can kind of edge your significant other who might be a male person away from the barbecue and take it over. But it might just be one of those things that just gives you a few hints on um, the whole world of, of barbecue and um, some, some special tasty treats that I've got in store for them as well. Excellent. So you can book, book through the local tap house uh, or through Barley's Angels uh, websites. Speaking of, my
0: uh, speaking of which, uh, we're going to be taking the uh, Brews News uh, on the road um, down to Newcastle Beer Week next week, and you're going to be doing a little bit of... Uh, Tongue master,
1: exactly a bit of tongue master action as in my, my role as beef ambassador, um, and we're having a yeah a bit of a brisket and beer matching masterclass. So we'll uh, again tasty treats all welcome Newcastle Beer Week at the Albion El- Ale House on Friday the twenty third of November. Beautiful. Get around it, beautiful. Well, not too many tickets left. So so if you want to, if you want to, if you do, if you're up in Newcastle for Newcastle Beer Week and you're looking for a great event that will. Give you lovely beer and a feed, and well, let's face it, some some pretty decent entertainment on the night. Uh, Matt and I, Matt and I, will see if we can find someone who can provide that for you. Book now.
0: Oh well, man, I, I can hear the, uh, the, the six fat Dutchman. Who's, who we got? Who we got today? To be honest, I don't know. We'll we'll just uh, press play and see what comes up.
1: Put it. See what comes out. It's a great way to do it. Just sometimes you just got to you know hit the button, and see what happens. <laughs> From my. Uh... Paul, great
0: anyway, Prop, always good to talk to you. It's always good to talk about the yeah, yeah. And I'm looking forward to having a beer with you. Uh, and you next yeah. time to roll the okay. of The game's all
1: here. Drink well, drink well.
0: Oh, small blue, I La And
2: we're out.